Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Every couple has a misunderstanding from time to time, but what do you do when a small miscommunication leads to weeks or months or even years of tension? I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They're in charge of our Focus on the Family Marriage Department, and we're going to be talking about how you can overcome a misunderstanding in your marriage. Uh, Let's go ahead and hear right away from Dr. David Clark. He and Jim Daly and I spoke about this. David's learned some things from his own experience. Here he is now with Jim Daly. I'm sure some are listening where their marriages are actually shut down. There's very little communication going. Let's speak to the wife's side of that, where that emotional intimacy is just not happening. So what can she do to begin to plant the seed, water the seed, and hopefully you know, see something grow? Well, it's a good question. She can go to her husband, and she's got to own her part in it. That will get her past the initial defensiveness. Honey, we're not communicating. We're not intimate. I'm upset about that, but I'm going to own my part in it. I think I'm pressing you too hard. I've read this book. I saw the Focus broadcast. You might reference that. I think I'm pressing you too hard. That will resonate with him. He'll say that's exactly what you're doing. So we start on that train, okay? And I'm going to start now backing off a little bit. I'm going to still talk, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to process, to think about what I said, and get back to me. That's the only way a clam is going to begin to respond. I teach couples this very early on in the therapy process. A few steps before this, but we get right to communication, because if they can start to get a little bit of a connection, it can change everything. Let me ask you about that dynamic, and I see that even in our culture. When you treat people with humility, identifying your own shortcomings, it does something to the other person's heart, doesn't it? It kind of opens that heart up. It absolutely does. This guy could be angry and bitter, and he's upset, and he's blaming her. She now is saying, you know what? I think I'm part of the problem. The woman can very easily say, "It's," and she'd be right. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're not talking. Now, that's right, but it's not the way they enter the conversation. Well, it's so interesting. It's like when Jesus says, you know, love your neighbor and love your husband or your wife as yourself. I mean, it's that same idea, and the heart does tend to open up in that case. Now, emotional intimacy for the husbands, (laughs) give us a definition. What does it mean, David? It means being in the same room with your wife watching a TV show. That's intimate. No conversation needs to take place. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It can be you're watching a show and she's in another room of the house. You're still in the house together. That counts. (laughs) Riding in the car somewhere. With no conversation, maybe an hour, maybe two or three hours, he's fine, radio, whatever, I'm thinking about whatever, emotional intimacy. Well, that's ridiculous. That's not true. At least it's not from the woman's point of view. I was thinking you were setting a pretty low bar there for us. John was happy. (laughs) He had a big smile on his face. Is is this true? No. There's got to be a connection. Hmm. Now, the woman's definition, of course, is wildly different, and in fact, she is correct. It's conversation. It's getting to know each other. It's sharing about your day and your spiritual life and what's really going on with you and having these deeper conversations. That's the emotional connection. In fact, you say good conversations take weeks to have. Oh, oh yeah. Seriously. Intimacy is always progressive. Now, you wouldn't spend this kind of time and effort and concentration on any other relationship, possibly a child as they grow up, but this is for no one else. Sandy and I finally figured out after it must have been 12, 13 years of marriage that we, our conversations were going nowhere. She'd bring up a topic, I'd have no response. She'd bring up a topic, I'd have a little response, but not much, dead, killed, 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 killing our conversations. So we decided, you know what, let's look at the course of a week. 
and I was starting to do some things clinically and with clients were teaching me. I thought, let's see if we can extend over the course of a week talking about two or three topics. Let's give it a try. She said, fine. She was a desperate woman. Let's try something because we're not talking about anything. So we would choose a topic over the weekend. We talk Monday about that topic, a topic or two that were interesting to both of us. And then over the next seven days, four of those days, having a talk time, we would talk about those same topics, getting deeper each time we talked about it. Can I ask you, because I'm trying to think what those topics could be, if they're not too personal, what, what would a topic, mm. what is it? Well, we, we go to a wonderful church. Justin Grunwald, our pastor, he gives an incredible sermon. It's dynamic, it's biblical, and so very often it will be, the sermon will spawn a great conversation. We're oh, both convicted, good. and so spiritual topics are always great. If you're both believers, you can always talk about what God's doing in your life, etc. We don't see many movies But there are these new Christian movies that are coming out more and more that are awesome, and they're well done. The acting, uh, I remember watching Facing the Giants was like the first one of its kind. We thought, this is great. So it might be a movie we've seen that could trigger a topic. Okay. Could be a family situation. Yeah, it could be a book, something you're reading together. Could be a focus on the family broadcast. Oh, there you go. It spawns all kinds of conversations. It's happened for us. So we we identify those early in the week. Yeah, we're both into this. This is a good topic. And then we'll talk about it Monday, talk about it Tuesday, skip Wednesday because we go to church, talk about it Thursday, Friday. By Thursday and Friday, same topic, we've gotten a lot deeper. You see how intentional you've got to be. Most couples don't do anything like that. No. It's one topic, one time, out, done, move on. One topic, one sitting, done. Well, you can't get any depth that way. Well, let me ask you about that because I think for men, we're fixers typically. So when we enter that conversation, we're trying to gain the data, what's the problem, and now let's move to solution. Right. It's kind of how we're wired for yeah. good or for ill. Um, and it's probably both. For good and for ill. It's great How for business. How do we business. break that? Because I, I can get into that pattern where I'm down to just tell me what the facts are and let's deal with it. Right. And that probably doesn't feel intimate for Gene emotionally. It's right. more like the part of the process and understanding it is that going through the process is something she will enjoy. Right. And for me, it's the beginning, hearing it, and then the end. Right. What's in the middle doesn't really Who cares that's yeah. unnecessary <laughs> is that a fair yeah. example of... oh it is okay. i felt that same way until we kind of figured it out i still can slip into that and you mentioned the key jim you it's for the woman that you start doing it first i love her this is her need what i'm doing is not working for her right. she doesn't feel close to me so we start off doing it for the wife but along the way we realize oh this is good for me too well those patterns are hard to break so right at the end here as a takeaway for a couple that has struggled this way and let's just say they've fallen into these normal stereotypical patterns speak from both the male side and the female side, how you break this. How do you, as a male, how do you stop solving the problem and just listen with all of the seven points you mentioned earlier? And then for the woman, how does she uh, gain more patience, I guess, as her husband is trying to grow in that area? I think having a dialogue about those very issues in the book will help them do that. It's very practical, hands-on, will make all the difference. Here's how we've been doing it, and you're very honest about what's gone wrong. And we normalize it. It is not abnormal. We're doing what every couple does, practically. And so that's not a disaster uh, in terms of we can never fix it. And then we start talking about, okay, what we're going to do differently. But first you own, I've been doing this. I'm hurting you. I'm sorry. I've been doing this. The crowbar admits, I've been pressing you. I've been asking you too many questions. I'm just after that closeness, and it's shutting you down. The guy can admit, I love you, but everything's in the vault. I'm getting defensive, and I'm not sharing with you. That's why we're married. So those conversations initially happen, and then you can put the new reset in place. 
I really appreciate Dr. David Clark. He has passion. He's fun. Um, after he gives you a real zinger, he's got some some superb content that really will stay with you. And um, Greg and Aaron, he offered some pretty real stuff here in this conversation. How have I mean? You both work with couples and have done so for years, Aaron. How have you seen God help a couple work through some misunderstandings that really weren't that big, but it felt so awfully big? Mm-hmm. Well, it's first and foremost assuming that you're going to have misunderstanding in your marriage or in relationships because 70% of, of communication is miscommunication. So it's going to happen. But first and foremost, what I encourage couples to do, I did this today, a matter of fact, encourage the individual to first take a look at what's going on for me. Why am I reacting to what he's saying, what he's trying to share? What's the deeper question that I'm asking about me underneath? And as you get clarity on that, well, then it's a whole lot easier to go and have a conversation from a place of openness because you've done the job of caring for you and in going and saying, I'm really what's going on for me is I'm scared that you're going to reject me or I'm scared that I'm going to fail. And so it's really letting them know I'm fearful. I'm scared. And I think what's what's powerful about what Aaron is saying, that if we go into interactions assuming that I'm probably going to misunderstand, what it does is that it, 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 it creates a, a natural willingness to give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. So if Aaron and I get into a conversation, if I remind myself probably... I'm misunderstanding everything that she's saying right now because <laughs> I have my likely. own lens. I yes. have my own history. Yes. I have my own family of origin. I remember <laughs> tones that my mom, had. I mean, all of that is at play. That's what I'm hearing. So I'm really not hearing probably what she's saying. I'm, I'm interpreting mm-hmm. what she's saying through all my own stuff and lens. And so if, if I start from that standpoint, and just remind myself, you know, I'm probably misunderstanding what she's saying. It sets up a willingness to say, okay, so let me make sure I heard you right, because here's what I'm hearing. And and I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. I'm assuming that I probably, although I think I know what she meant by that comment, that maybe I'm wrong. Then what it does is that it gives her an opportunity to go, oh, n- no, no, not at all. I remember one time that uh, I walked in from a really tough day at work and I just was at a bad place. I was exhausted in every way, mentally, emotionally. Yes. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. I'm used to it. My skin is much thicker now. So I walk in and and I'm met by Aaron going, Hey, can we, 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 we need to talk later. Well, instantly I went, how rude. Like you didn't even say hello. You didn't even care that I've had a really hard day. And now I got to look forward to being reamed out and balled out because whatever I did to fail this time. I mean, that's what was running wow, that's some through my mind. self-talk. Yeah. Yes. And so, but again, if you're willing to go, yeah, I could be wrong. I asked her then and there and I said, Hey, I just want to make sure. So what I hear you saying is that I'm in trouble and we're going to have this discussion later on. And she went, no, what, what, what? No, something happened with one of our kids and I really need to talk it through with you. And and I remember thinking, oh, thank the Lord that I didn't (laughs) say any of this stuff out loud because I was wrong. But Uh just understand most of the time we're wrong. That's a clarifying question that I wish I would have had a few weeks back when 
my wife and I were arguing, if you can believe this, about a hole in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that you dug it, or no, that a appeared magically? It, well, it, it turned out to be a gopher hole, but huh? Dina had this idea about Did a hole. Did she dug for you? Was it a coffin size? I'm just saying, when the counter is getting banged <laughs> and a hole is what the dirt comes out of, you know you got a problem. Yes. And I hear you saying, would have been a really great clarifying question, but I didn't have it. Now I do. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks to David Clark for giving us some good insight and talk material here in the studio. Uh, You're going to want to get a copy of his book, Men Are Clams, Women Are Crowbars. If you are in any way identifying with uh, what we've been talking about and what you've been hearing today, we're making that book available. It's our thank you gift when you join the support team for Focus on the Family. You know, day in, day out, we're helping couples around the world, literally, Uh, through so many different resources, uh, podcasts, broadcasts, video clips, websites, uh, so much going on here. Join the team. Make a difference. uh, Help other couples stay strong. And uh, when you do, we'll send that book to you. And if you're in a place where, you know, we've had some fun here, but maybe you're struggling. Maybe some of this stuff is really slammed down hard for you and your spouse. uh, Call us. We have caring Christian counselors. They would love to offer you some insights uh, they'll call you back at a time that we arrange that works for you, and uh, they'll offer you some some thoughts, some initial starting points toward getting some conversations going, and they'll also uh, offer you a referral for a counselor in your own area, if that'll be of help. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, or hit the website, it's focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Next time, we're going to be hearing from Mylan and Kay Yurkovich about handling stress in your marriage. For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.